0: For our sponsor, Dog Overboard Adamstown, the fun and healthy place for dogs. Pet chat on your pet friendly radio station, 2NURFM 103.7. Ah, oh,
1: yes, we are back. Dr. Paul, welcome back to you. Thank you very much, so good, good to good see you. Good to be back. And, and Daniel Carrington, lovely to have you back on yeah, the good show. Good afternoon. As well. Thank you. Look, we've got a huge show coming up. Now, you said we're chatting about something pretty cool. Yes. Can you give us a bit of a teaser about that? Dennis?
2: Sure. Uh, I always love how animals, our dogs, can help humans in certain ways well I've got a story about how a dog is currently used in Australia or being trained to be used to help the species of bird that may become extinct
1: Oh wow, is
2: there
1: anything dogs can't
2: do?
1: We'll chat about that shortly, but we have someone very special on the phone, a dog trainer Steve Austin and Daniel you've um, been working with and spoken to Steve plenty of times Yes I
2: have, look Steve is one of Australia's uh, renowned and world renowned and recognised as dog trainer and he does a lot of work for different government dogs and government departments and dog training and behavioral work. He's fantastic and I just wanted to talk to him about a special project he's working on at the moment. He's all the way out at Dubbo and uh, he's going to talk to us about um, Molly who's an English Springer Spaniel and she's going to be trained to uh, actually help a bird called the Plains Wanderer which is an endangered species and he's working in, the, in behalf of the department of environment and heritage so he's going to tell us a little bit about the work that he's doing with molly hello steve good morning daniel how are you doing good thank you so actually you've heard my spiel and introduction, yeah, uh, what, an introduction. Uh, what is the the work that you're doing with molly what's uh, involved
3: well thank you for the introduction daniel i i, I um I to appreciate it um I hope i can live up to it now it's big, a big, big gap to follow look molly is a working line uh, english springer spaniel um she is um being trained and well she is now fully trained uh, to go in the field and she's looking for a very rare and endangered bird called the plains wanderer and daniel the uh, the, the bird and he's a is a quail type bird a small bird and it's in the vicinity of New South Wales, Queensland, uh, New South Wales, Victoria border. I beg your pardon, in the middle. Yeah. And her job is to locate the bird, so the bird then can be taken out of the field and then put into an ark. Uh, the ark is a beautiful aviary they've built here at um, Dubbo Zoo in the sanctuary. And the main problems that the little bird has is obviously fox and cat because they're coming along and and taking uh, the eggs and the babies um, because they're, they're a semi-flightless bird like a quail. Mm. So they've got to try and uh, make sure that the birds are safe and sound and breeding correctly in um, this wonderful aviary, And then hopefully with uh, the eradication of the fox and cat, we can put them, then the birds back in, in the wild and we won't lose them from extinction, which I think is a, a very important thing.
2: So I guess going back a couple of steps with that is what's involved for training uh, Molly, And you mentioned she's a working line dog. What's that mean? Mm. Uh, well, there's two
3: types of dogs, basically. There's a working line dog and then there's the show line dog. Mm. Uh, we, take, we always pick the working line dog because the function of the dog we only care about and the form will follow the function. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I don't think that the form should dictate the function, so... If the dog works, like a good working sheep dog or a good working gun dog or a good working detector dog, those dogs should be bred together for their working ability and Mm. eventually there's a function. The form will develop from the function. And the working dog and the show dog with the spaniels in particular are really different. Um, They're a lot more compact. The working line, uh, they're smaller, they've got less coat, obviously smaller ears, and they're built to work in the field. So that's the difference between
2: the two. I'm very familiar with what you're talking about. I I breed um, pure Bred wymeranas, and there mm. is that element of you know the the working wymerana and the show wymerana. So I very much know what you're talking about. So yeah, what's in-
3: a very very um, a very hot subject at the moment, <laughs> I would say, Daniel. Very hot. Um,
2: mm. So what's involved? The work involved and the time involved to train Molly to know yeah, how to find well, these these birds. Mm. What happens there?
3: Well, look, it's very interesting. It was one of my hardest ever. Um, situations of training because I couldn't get a a live bird obviously because they're so rare and they're Mm -hmm. so well protected and so forth. So um, Dubbo Zoo and um, Taronga Zoo have given me um, scats and feathers of the birds and that's what I've basically been using to get a scent on it but I've been very fortunate here at um, Dubbo Zoo they've allowed me to bring the dog close to the aviary and she gets scent from the live bird from the aviary and so with a combination of, of that and lights and scent of the scat and scent of the feathers um, from the bottom of the floor of the aviaries and so forth, I'll be able to develop a dog that can understand um, what scent I want. And I've also been using some pigeons just to make sure that she doesn't hurt the live bird. That's very important as well. I
1: was going to so ask added that added question.
3: All that up in a big, yeah, add it all that up in a big bowl and mix it around, and now she will find live birds, hold position, stare at where they are so the birds can be captured uh, calmly and quietly and uh, taken away so their breeding then can be used to make sure that the bird doesn't go extinct, which I think is a, a fantastic idea by the New South Wales government.
1: So Steve, it's all scent, no sound involved when they're tracking these birds?
3: A good question, Sarah. Um, I use a, a whistle commander. It's, a, it's called an Acme uh, dog whistle. It's a, uh, we don't use any voice in training of the dogs. It's all done by whistle. We have one pip or, um, would you like to hear the whistle? Would you like to? <laughs> yeah, hear
2: it? yeah. Yeah, why
3: not? Go, really? The one whistle is for stop. Oh. Can you hear it?
2: Only just. Yeah. Oh, here we go
3: again. Here we go.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> Got it. That's stop <laughs> and this is turn. That's turn and this is come when come to me when I tell you to. <laughs> Oh, so oh that's wow. what she's trained to do and, wow. and that way we don't disturb the native wildlife and the native animals and Very all the other cool. animals
2: in the field yeah, it, so. it beats yelling at the top of your voice doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. I think I need to <laughs> che- teach my kids this agree. Whistles.
1: we need to get <laughs> well, Steve in and well, train well, I'm, them I am
3: available with children training <laughs> uh, but it, it, it's probably a little bit more expensive than my dog training <laughs> be a lot the neighbours
1: would appreciate it no more you know, me you yelling will. of an <laughs> afternoon around bath time. <laughs>
3: Look it is an important question that you ask Sarah because um, we've got to be very quiet and, and very calm around these birds. And, and, and generally speaking, when you're training dogs, the less you say, the better, oh, I think. Uh, mm. that's You know, I hear this. You know, you constantly hear people go, sit, 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 sit. And dog goes, no, why should I? <laughs> you know, so- it, you've got to say one command, follow through, reward the dog, obviously, for doing the command you want and lots of reward-based training. And Molly, of course... Her main reward, and her only reward, is a $1. twenty tennis ball. Oh. and She will do anything for the tennis ball. Uh. So um, she's quite uh, cheap in that way. Um, but you hold a T-bone steak in front of her and a tennis ball, she'll take the tennis ball every
2: single sure oh, time. Oh, wow. Good on Molly. Uh, Steve, just to finish up, uh, just really quickly, has be, uh, Molly been out in the field yet and found... No,
3: a... no not yet. We're just waiting for her. Uh, my next job now is to take her out. Uh, Molly has two handlers. And my next job is to take her out into the field and train the handlers and Molly together. That'll be a two-week process. Yeah. So I'll, I'll report back to you, Daniel, when she's in the field and
2: uh, I'll give you another update. Yes. That'll be wonderful. We would and love an update. We certainly wish Molly all the very best and uh, the you. plane wanderer will live with us a lot longer.
1: Absolutely. That's fantastic. And look, Steve's so good at training that Molly. Like you said, he can come around. I've got a Molly at home. You know, she's a two-year-old person. So why not? (laughs) I think that's a great
2: idea. I know. We need to get whistles. (laughs) It's all about the whistle. I like that. That's where I made the mistake.
1: (laughs) Exactly. It's not the voice. It's the whistle. Oh, goodness. That is very interesting. We're talking pet chat. And, of course, taking your calls now. We're opening up the phone lines 49216216. If you have a call or a question, uh, a concern, something that Dr. Paul McCarthy can help you in. There's not many areas you don't know about, Paul. Oh, you're so very kind,
2: Sarah, but there are some gaps. No,
1: oh, well, look, we, <laughs> like to, we like to fill in those gaps, so give us a call now. Uh, Daniel, that was a great interview. Very oh, interesting. I know.
2: He's, he's full of good information, Steve. Yes.
1: Yep. Welcome to the show, Margaret. You're in Saltash, and you've got a question for Dr. Paul about your cat today.
4: Yes, I have. Um, I got a cat just in December from... The RSPCA rescue cat um, She's just over two years old She's a Burmese cat um, But she licks all the time she, When you sit on, she sits on your lap She licks you She's standing beside you She licks your legs She won't stop licking And I wondered if there was a way I could train her not to lick
5: Yeah, sure Margaret So lots of rescue animals Come with their own anxieties And, and what she's actually trying to do with you Is bond um, and so the licking is a way of her trying to connect with you and create a, a, a bond to help her feel safe in her environment. So. Uh, as I'm sure you've already guessed, cat's tongues are quite raspy, so I'm sure that the, the actual enjoyment for you is much less than the enjoyment for her. The, yeah. the simplest thing to do is just to, if it, if the behaviour occurs, try to transition it to something else. So if there's something that you prefer her to lick, so it could be a cat toy or a Kong, you could try to place that instead of your arm or your or your, or your leg where it's occurring. Um, try not to rouse or actually create a sort of a, a punishment for doing so. Um, mm-hmm. And if, if a replacement isn't working just remove your arm or or step away with your leg in that she is trying her best to make you and her a team um and so any reprimand associated with that behavior would just make her feel less safe in your environment she's she's trying to love you margaret it's just that sometimes that raspy tongue is a bit too harsh Mm
4: -hmm. usually i just like pull it like i say don't don't lick me and then i pat her um and like if she's licking my leg, I just move my leg out the way. But
5: yeah, perfect.
4: Um, yeah, but if she's sitting on my lap, and I just say to her, "Don't lick," and I just give her a pat in the head to try and yeah, you know, I would, I would maybe avoid on
5: tapping on the head. That that that's a good distraction mechanism, but um, it will mean that she may be then more wanting to bond with you because she feels that there is an issue between you. So she'll want to lick you more next time oh, because okay. you're you're inadvertently giving her a negative feedback. Um, Better still is if she starts to lick your hand, as you said, move your hand away or place something else in the way so that she can get that licking behaviour done and feel safer, but it's not your arm that she's doing it to. But, yeah, I I would probably try not to, uh, you know, try to avoid any any punishment in this circumstance because that will only fuel her need to do it more.
1: Okay, then. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much for the call, Margaret. We really appreciate it. 49216216 is our number today. Uh, we've got Betty on the line. Have you got a puppy, Betty? Yes, I have. <laughs> oh,
5: How exciting.
1: Good luck. <laughs> he's he's three, three months
6: old, you yeah. know, and he's only very tiny. He's a, a chiu two Maltese. Wonderful. But I want to take him to puppy school to try and stop him from biting.
5: <laughs> okay, so certainly most puppy schools start from after the second vaccination. So check if you're a local oh, veterinarian. Well, oh. um, and well if he's due for his
0: third one. And in in um, that
5: case, you'll you're, you're actually be better to try and jump on that as soon as you can. In the, We try and start most puppies before they start... 16 weeks before they hit 16 weeks of age, in that from that time onwards, training is a little bit harder. So, if you can get a puppy into preschool between the ages of 12 and 16 weeks, you'll generally get your your sort of your best benefit from that class uh-huh. so if you're at the third vaccination that generally means you're around that 16 week mark so i would jump on that one as soon uh, as you can
6: oh uh, good it, he's very tiny though
5: yeah <laughs> uh, size isn't important it, it, it's more about having him learn how social things yeah. work how other dogs work yeah. how, how how rules in your household work in the interim when he is playing with your hand and biting give a high yeah. pitch yip which is a way of oh. telling him in his language that that game's too rough, so he oh, doesn't, understand no, doesn't understand no, doesn't understand off. But and he licks it. <laughs> yeah, so better to go yip, which is what another puppy would do if the game's too hard, and remove your oh. ant- hand from the target. Oh,
4: I see. Oh, oh okay. I didn't know that. But he's, easy. he's very
6: easy to train because I, he doesn't do anything in the house. He goes out the back on the
1: artificial grass. Perfect. You
6: know, yeah, so he, give he you your local vet good. a call
5: and, and puppy preschools generally from 12 weeks to 16 weeks is a good time to start.
1: We've got Dr. Paul McCarthy here. He's answering your questions. Tony uh, from Tea Gardens, welcome. Your pooch has some separation anxiety, is that correct? Yes, that's correct. It's a six-year-old
4: American Cocker
5: Spaniel and we're the fourth owner. Okay. So what behaviours is the dog manifesting, Tony? Well, we, we think
4: to. Well, we've had it almost 18 months, and it's taken more than 12 months, i say, for it to feel safe. Yeah. But still, how sometimes when we leave it for a short time...
0: Yeah.
4: Um, and we do, we turn the television on, we restrict the area, we leave it with treats, we leave it with, you know, balls with food in it, um, and to try and make it comfortable. As we come home and it's quiet
5: and other times we come home and it's howling really loudly. Yeah, so the, 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 the problem Tony is that that dog's had multiple homes in multiple environments um, yes. and and sadly we're not talking about a puppy that's going to be able to learn um, and deal with change easily, we're now dealing with a dog who's got a set, set of sort of behaviour patterns that it's developed to keep it feeling safe and, and one of those coping mechanisms sadly has been to bark and howl. Um, I I think in this circumstance, Tony, I I would talk to your local veterinarian about perhaps using some behavior-modifying drugs. Some of the anxiety medications and separation anxiety medications, such as antidepressants, can really help dogs that are trying to to survive their environment um, and using those sort of poor, what we call maladaptive coping mechanisms rather than a a sort of a a, a normal adaptive mechanism which is go to somewhere dark and and feel calm. I think in this circumstance of a dog of this age, I think you, you might benefit from some pharmaceutical help the training will be important and they can also talk to you about different things you can do to help with that anxiety but to, to initially have some learning occurring you may find that having a dog that's learning from a calmer state will make that job easier for you okay all
1: right Goodbye. tony the best thank you. the best of luck and thank you so much for your call today uh we're going to go to karen now in rutherford welcome to the show how can our dr paul mccarthy help you
6: Hi and thank you. Um, I've got a Isa Brown chook, Mildred, mm-hmm. and we did have another one, Georgina, <laughs> but she passed away, and we've only got the one left. And after she passed, Mildred was fine, mm. and now all of a sudden she clucks yeah. outrageously, yeah, loud, yeah. You go outside. She stops.
5: Yeah.
6: You finish putting the washing on the line, you go back in and she starts again. Yeah. Um, I can't... I've introduced her to our little dog.
5: Yeah.
6: Toby, who's not like he's a grown dog. Yep. But he's a little multi shit though. So. And when he's outside, she's okay. But yeah. as soon as he comes back inside just again. Yeah, and it's so gotten to the stage we're not going to go outside because we're going to trigger
5: her off. No, so what's actually happening, Karen, is that she is... Um, so chickens are generally a gregarious species, so they, they don't tend to live solo there are species of fowl that that, that do do that um but the domesticated chicken is not one of those species so um yeah so she's distressed that that's what the clucking is about um and and, uh, what the clucking we believe in in some of these circumstances is is it's just sort of that is there anyone out there cluck um Uh, they're looking for that reassurance that they are not alone um, the, the lone bird in the bush doesn't survive, okay? The more eyes out there for predators, the more listening another, another group of birds can provide, each individual feels safer. So because she has had a companion for quite some time, um, yeah. she's looking for that companionship. And, look, other species can provide that. It needn't be that another chicken is required for you. But um, I, I think for uh, even just for her own mental health, She's she needs someone with her. She um, needs another Georgina. She needs another Georgina, probably Karen. Yeah,
6: <laughs> <laughs> I said that
5: to my husband. My husband said, "No more. This is it." So yeah, and, and if that's the case, it this. may be finding a new home for her in that if, if it isn't a, a possibility for her to have a companion, maybe yeah. she could find another group or a brood that she could join Aww. so that she's I've got had some friends. I've three
4: years, so I
6: sort of can't. Like, she follows you around the backyard. And of course. Aww. If I'm digging in the garden, she'll help me out in the garden. Like, she's sort of like... She's a, well, she's a family. Pet. That's right. Yeah. yeah.
5: And I, I just and think in this circumstance she's <laughs> Yeah.
1: You're just going to have to trump the hubby on this I one. I think so.
5: Maybe sneak on him when he's not there.
1: <laughs> oh, I'll try. Yeah. Tell him All to call right Dr. Then. Paul.
6: Yeah, it,
5: it flew over the fence. You don't know where it came from. <laughs>
1: yes. Okay. Fun, fun.
5: Thank you for that. No problem. Good, problems. good, good luck.
1: luck, Karen. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Thank Bye. you for your call, 49216216. That is our number. We have free lines available. Uh, lots of questions for Dr. Paul today. So if you want to get in now, uh, we still have time to answer yours, 49216216. It's so sad. I didn't realise Chooks got so, you know, so used to being with, with others.
5: Yeah, it's interesting. I think we often put birds into a different level of pets yes. in that we don't think they have the same intelligence as yeah cats do, and that's completely wrong. These are very intelligent creatures, they form social networks, they form, even within a social network, they've got the 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 I chickens right. they will sit next to the ones they won't sit next wow. to. Um, if you watch a group of chickens in a, you know in an area, there's there's all sorts of bonding and different it's like different high sort school of, Oh, it is. Yes, <laughs> certainly is. Um, and it's interesting if you ever sort of see chickens who go to roost, they will generally always roost in the same spot next to the same bird either side. Okay, yeah, that is so really it, interesting. It, it's often that they've got it all worked out as to where and everyone Mildred's belongs. And lonely. And Mildred. yeah, yeah, she's lonely. Oh. Yeah, she misses her Georgina. Yeah,
1: definitely. Uh, you've got a great Cindy
5: law story <laughs> yeah yeah so um i was fortunate enough to be at her concert in i think it was six years ago now and there was a stage area to come and dance at but the bouncers weren't letting us dance and so in the gap between two of her songs i actually was able to call out to cindy and ask her if we could come and <laughs> dance <laughs> um and she said of course you can darling come come and dance and i said oh they won't let us And she said, who won't let you? And I said, that man in the corner there won't let me dance. (laughs) And so she went down and spoke to the bouncer and came back on stage and said you can come and dance now. So oh. we all ran to the front of a stage and danced. This she was very fanta- gracious.
1: And then she came up to you later yeah, on and shook yeah, your hand.
5: T- t- and pat my head. Oh, yeah, you're a yeah, rebel, felt, aren't I you? I felt very touched.
1: So if you were at that concert, <laughs> you'd probably remember, because this all happened over the microphone, obviously. Yes, she was at the yeah, mic my talking. My sister was
5: at work the next day, and she did ring me to say, I don't suppose you were the person who was talking <laughs> to Cindy Lawman during she the concert. She knows you too well. <laughs> she does. Oh,
1: gee. There you go. You're a jack of all trades.
5: Master of none.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know is pretty good when it comes to our animals and giving <laughs> advice so now dr paul each week if we uh don't have it calls the whole time you have a topic that you like to talk about mm. now uh you are always open for suggestions absolutely as well. and
5: i'm, I'm suggesting to, to listeners if i don't get time to speak to you each week um please feel free to email those in there's, there's a, a there's a, access to that on our website yeah um and we can try and then uh, put those into a presentation for you the following week. That's right, because yeah.
1: we want to make it obviously um, as appropriate for you as we absolutely can and, and helpful. So Yeah,
5: that's right. So if we could, don't get the answers to your questions on the day, please shoot us an email and we can answer those for you.
1: And that all happens via our website, 2NURFM.com and uh, you go onto the Pet Chat page, scroll down the bottom and there's a beautiful little form there which is ask our vet a question. We're going to go to the phones now, Four nine two one six two one six is our number. Hello Josh in Denham, oh, you've got a busy job. You've got three dogs that you need to occupy while you're at work.
3: Yeah, they're not too bad. They're pretty well trained, and, and they're. Um, I've got a, a full Arab uh, Kelpie cross and a Wolfhound cross. Mm-hmm. Um, they all get on well, they're fine, but sometimes we get a little surprise. I'll come home and there'll be a pair of shoes in the yard, or they'll be gone through the recycling and sorted <laughs> it out for me and stuff like that. Yeah. But, so I just Semi kids, I've semi family, so I, I, I sort of think I should do more to keep them occupied while I'm away.
5: Yeah, just sure.
3: To keep, them, keep their brains ticking
5: over and keep them, keep them going. Yeah, exactly. So, of the three of those, those dogs you've got, your Kelpie Cross is going to be the one who will need the most entertaining. Um, in that they're a real problem-solving breed and so they need to have that constant stimulation so things that are quite good for those sorts of dogs are um, hiding food through the through the yard so rather than feed them in bowls you could try Um, hiding food throughout the garden so that they actually spend some of their day looking for food. Um, Problem-solving toys where they actually have to sort of move a kong in a a particular position to have food come out. Um, There's also a thing called a home alone, which is a a plastic uh, ball on a rope pull. And so they they learn to pull the rope enough that the actual... um, pieces of food will come out at at particular times but not all the time so it keeps them trying to continually to solve that problem to find the food um other things you can also do for those guys is um If they're they're chewers, is just give them a selection of things they can chew, but obviously um, safe to be chewed, and hide them in different places as well, and rotate your toys. So um, a toy that's been out of circulation for a week or two becomes a new toy and therefore is, again, more stimulating and more challenging to a dog. So um, always do sort of a collection of your toys every couple of days and replace them with new ones. That's a good way to try and keep dogs entertained as well. Fantastic! Thanks so much. Love the show. Oh, thank thanks, you very
1: much, Josh. Appreciate it. Good luck with that. Once again, same with kids. If you rotate toys, they think it's Christmas you know? <laughs> every few weeks. It's just great. We're going to go now uh, to Cherie in Duns Creek. Now, Cherie, I love this. Uh, please tell us what you're phoning for.
0: Um, I was listening to the, the the whistle calling the training earlier, and I, I well, I trained my family. Uh, two, dogs, two, two dogs, two kids and a partner And when I whistle Like if we're in a supermarket or at an event If I whistle and go They know to look for me And they know that I'm there somewhere And I can see them And they come back <laughs>
4: That's Terrific dog.
1: That is awesome So the whistle actually works on the, the kids And, and the <laughs> hubby as well
0: Well that's true, yes Because I even take out We go to um, like, You know when you go and be a mum helper for school excursions Yeah They give you a group of kids, and I say to the kids, if you get lost, this is the whistle you need to do for me. And now, um, the year four, five, and six that my little girl went through, they all do this whistle, and they're teaching...
1: That's that what they is do. really <laughs> cool.
0: terrific. Well yeah. done. They get lost. They
1: do the whistle. <laughs> that is fantastic, Sheree. Thank you so much for your comment. I think Cherie's my hero. That's I know. I like a, it. That is awesome. Four nine two one six two one six. Let's go to Jill now in North Lambton. Welcome to the show. How can Dr. Paul help you today, Jill? Hi. Um. I have a little budgie. Um. I've had them
0: before, and I've taught them all to talk and stuff. But this little one, he thinks he rules the roof. But he's very possessive of his toys. You put your hand in the cage and yeah. I tell you <laughs> <laughs> um, it goes for you. And yeah. he's, he's still very timid and, I mean, he'll talk to you. I mean, he'll come and talk to you. But as soon as you touch his toys, that's it.
5: <laughs> yeah, and look, and certainly... Uh, It it is letting you know that there is some territory that we're not particularly safe about. So he is making sure that everything stays as as he would like it. Um, And in those those circumstances, just allow him to do that. If you do wish to change um, toys around, it's often better to put a new one in before you try and take an old one out. Um, So that what you're doing is you're creating a replacement before you take something away. Because uh,
0: yeah, he had a, a little wheel that went round, and and, he used, and and he's very sort of boisterous and sort of sits on
5: his burden. He's very sort of you know, <laughs> he's a real man. This little budgie. <laughs> yeah, sounds like he's just yeah. He likes his possessions. So when you want to swap one out, put one new one in before you take the old one out.
1: Beautiful. Now we've got Josie in Woodbury. You're our last caller today. You've got a cockatiel. Yes, I do. And your question.
6: Stop laying eggs. She hasn't spoken a word.
5: Okay. How old is she? How
6: old
4: would
5: you say Petey was? About two and a half. About two and a half. Okay. So it might not be a bad idea if there is a change in in vocalness from a bird is have a vet just check your bird out for any other underlying health issues because it can be an early sign that there is a medical problem. Um, and particularly if it comes on having had uh, an egg-laying period, um, it's always a good idea to make sure there's nothing physically that's causing that change um, before you look at behavioural, in that often we do tend to think that, that those sorts of things are just behavioural, but often the vocal changes, particularly in birds, can be an early sign of illness.
1: Okay, yeah, so definitely get the cockatiel checked. A good thing to
5: get checked, yeah. Thank
1: you so much. And I've just had a message from uh, Cheryl Shaw. We were talking about you going to Cindy Lauper and yelling out, we want to dance, but the bouncer won't let us. She spoke to the bouncer, you were dancing. Cheryl just wants to confirm that she was at that concert, (laughs) and yes, that is true, that took place. There you go.
5: Well, I'm pleased (laughs) that she got a dance as well. (laughs) Dr
1: Paul McCarthy Thank you so much for today. That's it for Pet Chat.
0: Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.